right, so as far as what's going on in the world of homelessness, um, having, you know, seen programs out there and new, new ideas to try to tackle the issue, um, I think there's a lot of components really that go into it because there's a lot of funding for homelessness, right? So you sit there and say, okay, why can there be literally millions of dollars tossed aside to help homeless people, but yet people are still homeless? And at first, society sits there and they're going to go, well, you know, for one, you can hear that, well, they must just want to be homeless. That just, you know, they want to do what they're going to do, which is usually tied into, nah, they want to drink or do drugs, so, you know, that's their choice, so that's what you get. But the thing is, there's more to it than that because not everybody has that problem. Some people actually develop that problem once they become homeless because they're in a state of stress, you know, and I think the unique things that are being done today that I see even, you know, Gretchen Smith doing is what's necessary in order to help out homeless people because they obviously need something different because homeless people just don't trust the government programs. They almost expect them not to work. I know that. And the government programs are hard. There's just the timeline is unrealistic. So you have that aspect where she's, you know, doing unique things, kind of providing, you know, pretty much the personal touch to the situation that it really does need because... You know, when you're a human being and you have a program helping you out, it's a little bit different than somebody coming up to you on the street and saying, here, let's help you out because you can see that somebody cares. When you have a program, you don't really feel that that anybody cares still. You know, you're just like, oh, cool, I got money to, you know, live in a house for a couple months or a hotel for a couple months. Let's hope I get back on my feet. Instead, now you just say, wow, somebody actually cares, and that whole mental state of mind is just as important, if I think not even more important than sometimes the money, because like I said, there's money out there to help people, but still, still having that problem of homelessness, so I started thinking about it, and I said, you know, I had a doctor tell me one time, and she goes, yeah, once you become homeless, she goes, it's a really hard situation to get out of. I said, tell me about it, you know, and people don't realize that, that it seems, it seems impossible, because a lot does have to kind of go right. Well, I start thinking about somebody that, let's say, loses their job and doesn't have any family, doesn't have any friends to monetarily help them out. Not everybody has that. A lot of people are fortunate enough to where they can go to a friend and say, hey, look, I can't pay rent, you know, I need some help, and they help them out. The people that somehow don't have that, that do end up homeless, you find out really quick in your first couple days of homelessness that, you know, you have a positive attitude going into it, and then slowly, over the course of just even sometimes a week, 
you start getting into a state of the stress. You're not sleeping right. You're not eating right. It starts taking a toll on your body, for one. And then on top of that, it's also taking a toll on your mind. So you become... You start to toss around the idea of, you know what? This isn't going so well, you know? And you start kind of your faith in getting out of the situation is like you thought you were going to isn't really turning out like you thought so you start having maybe a little bit of negative thinking attached to it you start saying well, this is kind of a situation and then instead of worrying about things like okay you know next week let's do this because of you start not planning your week ahead like you normally would or maybe a month ahead. Some people, you know, plan their year, plan where they're going to be at in five years. Realistically, they have goals that are in that time frame. The thing is, when you become homeless, you slowly backtrack that timeline up until it gets to the point where you're thinking about today. And that's due to human survival. So, when you're thinking about things like shelter, food and water, you start switching up your priorities, you know, to obviously survive, but you start not being able to project hope and positivity into the future. So, the only thing you know is today, and being able to put that thought out there that, hey, I'm going to get over this, you know, things are going to get better, is, it starts to become nearly impossible, you're thinking, okay, you're just in a frantic state, you're stressed out, you're in panic, because you don't even know where you're staying, and just like anybody knows, when you're stressed out at work, or you have a stressful day, or your anxiety is high, you're not really performing at your top level, you're not really thinking like, you should. You're not even sometimes thinking coherently. And by the end of the day, you feel like you got a lot done. You know, you're searching online for programs, you're panicking, doing this, that. And really, at the end of the day, you are so all over the place that you got nothing done because there was no plan. You just went into it saying, How am I going to get through today? Over the course of time, you know, just within a week, you can become negative saying, Ooh, this isn't good. And you start to lose hope. Some people faster than others. And I think the more you lose hope that you're going to get out of that situation, the more you start shifting to a mindset of, I guess this is just the way it is. I mean, I guess this is just life. I guess I drew the short stick. I guess, you know, this is what God is intended for me to go through. And you start getting into a state of acceptance on just the, you know, the card you're dealt saying the universe gave this to me. You're going through it probably for a reason. It's going to help you out once you get over it, but you can also stay there. You know, there's nothing that says the universe owes you anything and it's going to make you go through it for a certain period of time and then boom here's your miracle okay now you learn something that life's rough no you have to learn that when things are absolutely terrible 
that you have to somehow find it within you to say, you know what, everything's going to be alright, everything's okay, but instead, homeless people, what, don't trust anybody, they don't trust society anymore, they think the world's almost out to get them, and they start having the philosophy of no hope and just pure negativity. You don't see really too many happy, positive, homeless people. And it's not so much because of their situation. So, I look at what helped me out and what really mattered that after the fact that, you know, you get out of it, you do what you have to do, you're in a decent situation. And I look back, you know, and I can actually kind of step in my own shoes in the past and when I look at things that are being done today and say, would I have liked that? Would that have helped me in those really rough days? And I started saying, you know, if you ask somebody outside the store for a sandwich or something like that, I guarantee you, you're probably going to get one. So food really and money, you're going to survive unless it's freezing outside. The thing that mattered to me most after especially a long period of time to where you are losing faith in humanity is not somebody tossing me 10 bucks or 40 bucks or something like that. Heck, if I got 50 bucks from somebody, I'm starting to get suspicious. I mean, are these bills real? (laughs) You know, because you just don't even think people would do that for you. So I thought what mattered to me and what you know, might change things, and this is something I've learned even not being homeless, is that when I'm in a negative state of mind and I don't think things are going to work out, they don't work out. When I just blind faith go into it, and which is very hard, because being an analytical person, I want to I want to know how it's going to turn out before I go into that situation, you know? I'm not going to go see a movie if I'm not reading the reviews because I want to know if I'm going to waste my money on the movie. Yeah, so if I hear it's not good, I'm not going to go. i got to get an opinion from everybody first. And that's just just doing risk assessment in your life to where you try to evaluate your whole life and base your decisions on how it's probably going to turn out based on statistics. And it doesn't work well, put it that way. So you just find yourself in a place of standing still. So I started looking at the times where I just said, you know what, I just felt relaxed. I didn't feel anxiety. Bills were due, but I, for some odd reason, just felt, it's all right. It's cool. It's going to work out. And I sat there and said, last month when I was going through this situation, I was freaking out. But something happened. It turned out maybe okay. And that gave me knowledge for next month when it happened to say, you know what, something's going to work out, I do have to put in some effort, obviously, but something will work out, and I've realized that the times where you just aren't feeling anxiety, aren't feeling stressed, you, you draw more attention to yourself for good things to happen, you know, just like you say, people say, do you want to be around somebody that's negative, I'm getting bad vibes, yeah, you're putting horrible vibes out to the universe, so do you really expect anything's going to work? You know, when you're in a state of, oh my gosh, I need a freaking job now, when you go apply these places, you're 
you're desperate and you are putting that off and you probably don't even realize it. You know, when you have that confidence but not cockiness to go into an interview saying, they should be lucky to have me. I think I have something I can provide and still stay humble at the same time. That's when that's when you're in that zone of just everything's coming to you positive, positively wise. Good things are happening. You get too cocky, then, you know, God's going to give you a little smack. You get too negative, then just nothing happens. You're borderline, you know, nothing happens. You're negative, well, something bad might happen. You know, you're drawn it to you. Just, I feel like God rewards you having faith that everything's going to be okay. You can't just sit there, you know, in your apartment or sit in your room and say, I hope somebody plays the lottery for me because I need a miracle right now. You know, I hope somebody knocks on my door and finds me just randomly. The odds of that happening are just, let's say, slim. You have to put in the effort and... You know, if you're trying to make a difference, you have to probably try a thousand times reaching out to people. If you really want to do something, if you really want to have a certain career, you might email people from businesses and say, look, you know, I noticed, you know, on your website, I noticed this, I noticed that. I just thought I'd let you know. And most of the time, from my experience, you know, people are going to be like, thanks, I'll let somebody know. And you're like, man, you know. You just hope that at one point in time, somebody says, wow, that that person went out of their way to let me know that, and they're not even really getting a benefit out of it. You know what? That's awesome. You know, let's, let's talk to this guy a little bit more. You don't just get that the first time, because if it's something you really want to do, you, if it's something you're passionate about, for some reason... It's not just going to come like that. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to work, work, work. And you say, if that's my passion, why why wouldn't it be easy? It's what I'm good at. It's what I feel strongest about. It's because when it actually comes into fruition and it starts happening and you finally build it and you get start to get your end product, then look how much you went through to get there and look how much that end product is going to mean to you, your project, your job, whatever it is, you know what it took to get there, and it could be something simple, it could just be your job, you know what it took to get there, but that's what you wanted to do, so, back to positivity, trying to make a homeless person positive along with, you know, the funding to say, hey, we're going to help you out. I think the, the the whole thing that works behind what Gretchen's doing is the personal touch to it. You know, when, if I had, I think back to my days when I had somebody give me a hotel room and we're talking on the internet, they do it. And it was, I was like, wow, there's people actually out here that care. And then I look at it as if, you know, they came down and you know, I actually met like a couple, you know, two people came down and said, hey, let's get you some help. And then the next day they, they say, hey, we're going to stop by and see if you're okay. You know, I'm like, holy, uh, you know, people care. You know, I think the human interaction to know somebody cares is absolutely essential because I probably never finished my point, but those times where money just, okay, thanks, you know, I mean, anybody can sit outside and try to you know, get dollars off people or get change off people. I couldn't push myself to do that. 
people still somehow sometimes would give me money because they I probably looked homeless. But I say, you know, you giving somebody a little bit of money doesn't really have too much attachment to it. I'd rather have somebody walk past me, not give me a cent, say, hey, you doing all right? You look pretty down, you know? That means more to me than anything. And I think a lot of people out there that see homeless people anywhere, they're like, oh, don't talk to him, go the other way, he wants money, ah, you know what he's going to spend it on. I think they look at it like that when you don't really know what's going through that person's mind. And I know me being out there, I got some pretty rude things said to me. And I'm sitting there going, all I want is to know a human out here cares. And I had somebody walk past me one time and go, and they could tell like in my eyes that just, you know, I, I'd actually probably taken a shower the day before or somehow had somebody buy me a new sweatpants or something. And I felt like I looked probably the best I looked all month. And I was outside a coffee shop and they're like, hey, you homeless? I was like, how do you, what? Like, I was amazed, you know? And they go, I can see it in your face. And they took the time out of their day to sit and just talk to me for a couple minutes. And I look back and I said, what assistance was that person providing me? They weren't giving me a place to stay. They weren't giving me food. They weren't giving me money. How did they help me? They helped me because pretty much a whole bunch of words that they said to me could be summarized as you don't have to live this way. There is hope you can get out of it. And you really don't know it's it's hard to believe when somebody tells you that you know they have to you can't just walk by somebody and say hey hold your head up you know like it helps but I think a person in that situation can actually has a little bit you know those those street smarts and that survival helps you hone in a sense of telling whether somebody has good intentions when they're talking to you or bad intentions because there are people out there that take advantage of homeless people and you kind of pick up a little bit of a sixth sense on the vibes off people whether they're actually saying hey how you doing because they actually want to know how you're doing or they're this is just a pointless conversation leading to something else because sorry to say just as many people that like to help people genuinely there's just as many people that are simply helping people because they want something in return. So you really have to be apprehensive when you're homeless on that issue. So, you know, if you're going to help homeless people and talk to them, you have to actually care because I'm, I hate to say it, you could have all the money in the world, but if you really don't care about the people, you're not going to make that much of a difference. Like you can toss money at them all day, but like they, I'm sure there's a song, money doesn't buy love, you know? So, I can't, it's just, <laughs> I'll wrap this up, because I'm almost uh, home with my parents for Christmas, but I look at, you know, relationship-wise, and this isn't necessarily from my experience or anything like that, because I never have really had an excessive amount of money, but you look at some guys, maybe, let's say, that just buy their girlfriend gifts, 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 gifts does that girl love them anymore because of it? They might like it, depending on the girl. They might abuse it, who knows. But that you can't make somebody love you with money whatsoever. 
and that's pretty much the whole premise behind what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, in this world, money is necessary to survive. It's how this world pretty much is built at the moment, but in order to get to, you know, making things happen, you need to have that love that, what is, they say so important, that is the main concept of why we're here, what we're supposed to be all about, is love one another, love your neighbor as you, you know, love yourself, treat people how you want to be treated, things like that, and they're basic principles that get said enough times to where they just get, you don't really think about them, they're just said so commonly, so to actually take a step back and look at them and say, and look how important that is, is huge, because you really can't get anything done throwing money at homeless people, because they're never going to believe in themselves, if they're running, going to, you know, look, they're looking at themselves like, I'm a piece of crap, look at my life, this is what I deserve, after a while, so you can put them in a hotel, you could buy them a house for a year, but they very well might sit there all year and you're saying, ah, I knew it, they'd abuse I knew they'd abuse it. They don't want to do anything with their life. You have to understand that person doesn't think they can do anything with their life. They don't believe in themselves. They not only need a place to live, but they need what? The love part of it. They need to believe in themselves that, you know what, I'm good enough to actually work. Somebody out there probably would like my skills. Everybody has skills. Everybody has those spiritual gifts. They just need to believe that they can actually do it. What they need to believe that when they turn in job applications, when they go to the interviews, that they're worthy of holding that. Because if they don't believe in themselves, they're never going to take that step to go do it. They're never going to believe they deserve anymore because they already think, this is what I deserve. They tell themselves that from the moment they wake up till the time they hopefully go to bed is that I guess this is what I deserve. And they don't until you can get a homeless person in the right situation, which starts with funding and environmental situation being correct. Then you can start implementing the other process, which is almost throwing a life coach at them. You can say a counselor, but I don't think a homeless person is really going to like that word too much. Because then they're just saying, oh, I got a problem, huh? And they they don't realize it, but they need guidance on just simple things in life. I didn't realize how much with simple tasks I needed help with and needed encouragement with and realized that even though I'm not homeless anymore, that these simple tasks all of a sudden at the age of 36 start to become hard. Believing in myself became hard. I'd be at work for, you know, a couple weeks and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm ready to walk out because my boss says one little thing to me that I take way too personally and I'm like, yeah, great, you know, like re- reaffirmation that I'm a piece of crap and then back again, I'm in that state and it, it gets ugly, you know, you're back mentally where you were when you were homeless, nothing's changed. So how we can bring that other half or whatever the person is to the picture to let these people know, okay, we're going to, we're going to help you out and give you a place to live 
because sometimes that's all they think they need too is oh if I just had a place to live everything would be okay and they don't realize that that's only a little part of the picture you need to do quite a few more things but it's just one of those things where it's like talking to a little kid you can't talk to them like look you need to get a job and get off your you can't talk to people like that you have to actually say look I was there I know this like you might not think it's hard to get a job right now but guess what you're in for a a whole experience that you never thought you expected it's like you almost have to relearn life again and retrain your brain to, to think positively and to even have hope after you're not even homeless anymore so I still brainstorm every day how you know we can help out in that aspect I think it takes a personal touch it takes you know taking time out of your day that you know people aren't even getting paid for to go talk to people and sit down next to them sit down at a bus stop or something like that if you don't have a dollar in your pocket go talk to somebody they say we can help somebody no matter what even if we're broke and we look at what we have we if we're broke even we're driving well heck you got a heck of a leg up on a homeless person so go talk to somebody sit down for two minutes show somebody you care and you might walk off and say, what did I really do for that person? I didn't do anything. I couldn't give them any money. I couldn't help them. I couldn't give them a house. I couldn't give them food. But you never know if you just made that person's day and you just gave them a whole new outlook on life because you might have been talking to them at the exact right time that they needed to hear that there might be hope because they might have turned in, who knows, five job applications and hadn't taken a shower for three days and they just said, this is exactly what my life is going to be and they start getting to the point where they start walking over a bridge on the street and they say you know what that's looking appealing right now because I can't do this anymore because I'm not getting out of my situation so that two minutes that you took to show somebody you care might give that little push that says you know what you can do this and they might actually believe in themselves it's better than rolling down your window when you see a homeless person I'm like get a job i've seen people do it i've been riding with somebody that's did that i'm like you've got to be kidding me so i think you know this takes you know somebody that's doing what they're doing like you know this concept and then it takes somebody also that looks at what would have helped me when i was there and what what does work and what doesn't work and I think a lot of people would be surprised on what actually helps and what actually as much as you think it might doesn't really do much for people obviously there needs to be a shift in what goes on but I think it takes a lot of different factors to actually change somebody's life but try to do what you can today each day talk to somebody how you doing compliment them take two minutes out of your day because you have a long day two minutes is not much to you know try to help somebody with positive words of encouragement i mean we sit there on facebook all day and like how many things why don't you walk past a person and say hey i like that might get somebody out of a very negative mood you never know Till next time.